Welcome to How's the Bites? First Ice, and it's the new year. I'm Ken Root along with Bob Urban. We are under the big walleye at Murray Outdoors on the south end of Guttenberg. Bob has become a big star on Des Moines uh, Podcast Radio. We'll talk about that. But, Bob, right now you're looking at ice. You are a source of uh, information in the Guttenberg area. What are you thinking here as far as safety of going fishing yet? And that's that's kind of all I all I am, Ken, up here in Guttenberg is the source. We we don't have many people out and about. A lot of people coming in yet, trying to figure out when this is going to happen. And now we're impacted by two pretty significant blizzards in one week. So yeah. congrats to you for being down in Florida. You did make the right decision. We just got down here, and actually the south end of the storm hit us. It was the tornado side. And uh, it had damage in uh, North Florida. So we just sat right on the south edge of that. So this was very big. But the second storm, it's coming through, and it dived down to New Mexico, and then it turned northeast, and it's coming at you right now on Friday morning. But the amount of uh, ice, to me, is the critical thing. How thick is it? Where are you now? Yeah, so I'm I'm actually the stores we're we're open at the store but nothing going on. Nobody's moving, not a lot of traffic. And before the wind picks up with blizzard like conditions here today, pretty much everything's getting shut down up here, schools and workplaces and it's just gonna drift quite a bit. We're gonna get snowed in. So I'm gonna hang out in Guttenberg for a couple of days and uh just kinda of brave the elements and I'm going out right now to check ice conditions. It looked like everything from the boat ramp is all capped over. I would say there's quite a bit of ice there. I haven't gone out on the boat ramp yet, but I'm going to go over on the north side here shortly and, and get out and see how much ice there is. Not a lot of snow on the ice, which is helpful, uh, so we did make more ice. I'm, I'm actually thinking I could probably walk out on it. So, Well, as you drive to that, let's uh, go to uh, Ben and Brett, who are with a uh, show that they call the short rod show that could have a double meaning and uh, bob was their big time guest uh, for this week's show welcome to the short rod show you're talking with ben and you got brett thanks for joining us everybody we have a very special guest on the line today brett who, who are we talking to uh we're talking with bob urban so he uh he owns and operates uh murray's outdoor store in guttenberg iowa so if you've Heard to the pot, listen to the podcast. You know we uh, like to take a little ice fishing trip out to Guttenberg, fish the Mississippi. Um, so yeah, we managed to snag Bob, come chat a little bit, give us a little bit of an ice report and some history on the bait shop. So, Bob, how are you doing? I'm doing good. In between uh, blizzards here, guys, so we're doing pretty good today. Yeah, I think they're going to air it. Uh, they have one. They're just a week ahead, so I think they're going to air our show, not this upcoming Sunday, but it'd be the following. Okay. You know, I learned a lot about you. It's like you tell the out-of-towners things you don't tell the locals or your wife or your radio wife, which would be me, that uh, I actually hadn't put everything together of your career, that you really got into outdoor back in, like, 2009, and you had your bait and tackle, and you uh, entered, entered into some other areas uh, before you bought Murray's back in 2020. And um, I find it to be the ultimate entrepreneur, Bob. So I want to I congratulate you and hope for you 
as you uh, continue your efforts to uh, be a, a business in the Guttenberg area and to draw in customers. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that, Ken. And, and there is some history there, and uh, I do have a lot of diverse, you know, but we're we're going on, what, 2009 is when actually Larry and I started our wholesale business, um, just tinkering around uh, in a garage, just like a lot of businesses start, and, and uh, timing, I, I talked to the guys on the Shore Rod Show, for me, uh, was it was timing on a lot of different things and a lot of different things fell in place for us. And we're very fortunate for that. Uh, but it isn't behind some work and some hours that we put in. So, yeah, just a few hours that you put in, by the way, folks, if you have not been to Murray outdoors on the South end of Guttenberg, they are open literally all the time. So if you're coming in on highway 52 from the South, uh, stop there and, uh, 6 AM to 5 PM Monday through Saturday, 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Sunday. I think the thing about your store that uh, the short rod guys pointed out is that people are friendly, people want to help you, and they know what they're talking about. Plus, you have an incredibly wide array of tackle. They couldn't get over how much stuff you have. Yeah, and, and they made a point on their show last year. It was interesting, Ken, because last year they came into the store kind of incognito. And I was like, geez, those guys are really having a good time. They came up, they're fishing the upper Mississippi. They asked a few questions. We helped them out. Um, and then they had a good experience. And then I found out that our show was actually on, our store was on their show um, that they came in. And I'm like, I know exactly who those guys were now after they came in. And uh, they just gave us a pretty good review. And I really enjoyed what they were doing. They just go on a trip. They're actually coming up uh, here in a couple weeks. And I might even get out with them. Hey, back to this um, ice. I don't want to drop any names here, but I understand that uh, we've had somebody already go through the ice and have to have a rescue in the Guttenberg area. Yeah, not necessarily through the ice, but we did have uh, we did have a couple goose hunters. Goose season goes out till um, I believe the 13th, and I think a couple hunters found out that they wanted to sneak out for one last time and. Had a smaller boat and, and did capsize that boat and needed to be rescued. But uh, there is some confusion whether they fell in through the ice. Just from my knowledge and what I what I heard in a firsthand account with these folks that they were actually goose hunting just south of Bussy Lake, um, closer to town there in, in Man Made Island, and and just had some trouble. Uh, one had hip waders, one had chest waders, and and had some issues with the waders filling up and then just got to shore and needed to be rescued just because of the freezing temps. But I understand he gave you a report on uh, the fish in the river. He did. He's a friend of mine, and, and uh, he said that, he said, don't tell anybody to go to Bussy Lake. There's no fish in the lake. He, he visually got some observation of underwater. So I'm <laughs> well, glad better can, than. <laughs> I'm glad we can, I'm glad we can laugh about it, but, uh, we're going to prove them wrong. We're going to we're going to go out and catch some fish here shortly. Are you noting still that the people that love to ice fish need to be treated with uh, chemical substances or just depressed <laughs> to the point they need to crawl in the corner? Alcohol is a depressant, Ken, but I'm I'm thinking some of the folks aren't understanding that uh, there's a lot going on with folks and and uh, after the holidays and stuff, and they are just wanting to go out. Uh, 
one of the boys from the short rod show uh, mentioned something about his his son just keeps bugging him and bugging him and bugging him. He needed the actual visual learning experience of throwing a rock through the ice, uh, a 10-pound rock and him being 47 pounds. And he did the math at five years old. He figured out that they can't go. So if you ever need <laughs> never, ever need to show your kid on something and, hey, nope, let's go out and see, I will show you why we can't go ice fishing. And, and sometimes that's what it takes. I think the other thing the guys pointed out about you, Bob, and I agree, is that you're a good source, you're a credible source of information. And if uh, new people come in to the bait shop, uh, you'll give them uh, good advice uh, and tell them the truth about fishing conditions. Yeah, the conditions are one thing on the river, Ken, that, that folks need to do before they even make a travel or a trip, uh, two-hour travel, three-hour travel time. Um, they want to know what's going on here on the river, uh, whether that's river levels, ice conditions, are the locks open for walleye fishing, are the ramps open? There's just always always a variable there that maybe there isn't in, in central Iowa or lake fishing that you have to worry about. Um, so we try to give honest opinions, not only for somebody's safety, but, uh, but just for their overall fishing experience. Uh, we want them to come back. We want to have them have a good time when, when they're fishing. And, and again, uh, they go into details, the boys, about that this is fishing. It's not catching. Um, we can lead you to, how does that saying go? We can lead you to what? To ice, but we can't make you fish? <laughs> Something about we lead you to water, but we can't make you drink, or the horse oh, to water. Okay, well, I knew but, that was a summer version of it, yeah. Is that what it was? But uh, but I'm just saying, you know, sometimes you, you can have all the variables there, and you're still not going to catch fish. It's just, you know, it's yeah. just part of fishing. Well, I think that's why the word fishing is uh, implied so many ways in our language that you're just not sure what you're going to pull out. But as one of your fellow fishermen said, we don't want to fish you out of the river Mm -hmm. if you fall in through thin ice. And we have been on that for a month now. And I'm hoping that you can tell us pretty soon uh, the reality of uh, it being safe to fish. I did see where Tanner Spidell went out and was catching some uh, crappie and maybe he even caught a bass through the ice and uh, seemed to do uh, well, but he, it looked like he was in a very tucked-in area. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming he fishes the Cedar River a lot. I'm assuming it might be a backwater of the Cedar River. Uh, and the reason I say that is because I think he had a small mouth and a really nice crappie, so... Uh, that's my guess. Tainer fishes a lot of ponds too, but I'm guessing it's starting to get time. You're going to see pictures here. And when we get into sub zero here this week for, for lows and then a high in the single digits, Ken, that's what we need. So I'm actually going to go out, Ken, here. Um, I'll pick okay, you up. Okay, you pop out. I got a, I got a Tanner story to update people on as you were walking. Tanner gave me information that, uh, uh, he has this beautiful girlfriend by the name of Meredith. Who this loves is, to do this fishing? This is the this is the love story part, right? I'm just going to chuck. Yeah. We always have to every story and every movie has to have a love story. So I'll let well, you talk about that. I'm going to go out and check ice here. But. Uh, take your spud bar. I will. Tanner and uh, Meredith have been this year fishing quite a bit. He is uh, quite the fisherman. He did a lot of trout fishing by putting the poles and what he had on his back, getting on his motorcycle and making a tour of all of these various trout streams and literally camping and cooking and then coming back home. But of late, he has picked up a uh, 
a mate, <laughs> and uh, she is just as good at this as he is, it appears, uh, with a strong wildlife background. And so he told me that uh, possibly later this year uh, they may make something official. But uh, what a wonderful couple, couple they are. It's the story of I fell in love and a beautiful girl. It ended in tragedy. I married her. But I certainly don't agree with that. I hope that uh, things go well between the two of them and enjoy the season and each other. Now, Bob should be somewhere on the ice. Where are you, Bob? We've lost Bob. All right, what is the number for 911? Um, we've lost Bob. I hope he'll be back soon. Um, oh, dear. You know, you need to go with a buddy, the number one thing that he said, and here he is out there by himself after telling us you need to go with a buddy. So make sure there's two of you or more. And also, get a part. When you're ice fishing and you notice that there's water running out of the hole that you're fishing in, it's that you guys have made a depression in the ice because there's too many of you standing in that area. So you are, as a group, putting a lot more pressure on that ice and the potential for it to break. So think about that. Many people are pulling a sled now, and um, Bob has the uh, challenge with some of you to get you to make that sled light enough and slick enough you can pull it. So, Bob, are you there? I am. I got back in here. You're back, so you're safe. What I was saying was that the snow could be an impediment here, but what's the situation on the hard stuff underneath it? So just an update from Wednesday. Wednesday I came out, I posted... It was kind of a different crusty snowfall and slush. Get my seatbelt on here. I'm going to pull over here, Ken. So what we had was a, we had that first snowfall, and it really didn't impact the lake as much. It didn't sit on the lake. It kind of sank in. So we had about a quarter of an inch of crust, two inches of slush, and then slush and water. And then we had an inch of ice under that, our original ice. Right now I'm noticing... I was hoping that slush would freeze. It did. You have two inches of frozen slush. Now you have three quarters kind of a water, like a gap, a void, and then you have our three quarters or inch of regular ice. So I would say um, there's going to be some guys traveling on that, getting out on it. It's going to feel really weird. It's going to feel because that void's in there until that freezes. I would say another couple days, and that's going to freeze solid. We'll have three or four inches we should be good Sunday. Nobody's really going to be out in this blizzard, so I will keep everybody posted post-blizzard, and, and we'll go from there. But I'm I'm really happy to see what I saw. And then the south side might even form faster since that just capped. Are you in the Bussy Lake area? I am right now, yep. All right, so that's north of Guttenberg. And uh, you think Sunday, when the weather clears and it's fit to go out, the ice will be fit to receive you. I think so. You'll have some guys. You'll have some guys checking it out. It's just going to be brutal cold, Ken, for the next those next four days. So we won't see as many fishermen, but the guys that are equipped with stuff and tents and sleds and heaters, uh, I think we're going to be good to go, depending on what the snow does. But still, I don't think that much snow. I don't think it's going to insulate it. I think we'll be fine. Well, I know you really hate it when it's so cold that people need shelter, and if you just had some to sell. Do you have a shelter that would keep them out of the extreme conditions? 
We have an excess of them this year. So uh, we're more than happy to get you set up in something. We have sleds. Larry's been, he's been having a few days off, so he's been building them at home. And we have the tents and the, the hub tents and the heaters and everything. We are ready to go for the year, even though the year is starting way late, short season this year. You don't know if it's short season until you see the other end of it, but it That's is true. late season, that is for sure. But, you know, slave labor like Larry is hard to find, so we do appreciate him and uh, the work that he does under very adverse conditions for you. What is the amount of money you think it would take for a person to walk in and say, I want to be rigged for ice fishing, uh, basic, and then where can you go from there? So I was, we were talking on the show, short ride show about that. I always tell people about $200 can get you started. And I'm talking about the, the basics, basics, an auger, just a, a manual auger, a couple rods. Um, and then, you know, some cold weather gear that you need to get, uh, for that. And then you can go from there, Ken, and you can go, that's without a shelter or a hub. You can, you can go to a thousand and then, and then to 5,000 really quick. Once you get electronics and jigs, if you have as many jigs as Benny has, fifteen hundred ice jigs in his boxes, that's I mean at a dollar a jig that tells you what that is right there, dollar fifty a jig. Hey, if you were to buy one piece of electronics to go under the ice, what would you buy? Uh that's a really good question. Um for up here it's a little different ball game. I would buy a Vexlar and or a, a flasher, whether it's Markham, Vexlar, Hummingbird. Uh, they're all very similar. Some have some advantages. Up here, when we're fishing three or four foot of water, Ken and Bussy, a lot of guys will go with the camera, um, just because you're not seeing a lot of a lot of action in three or four foot of water. So it's kind of a it's just a preference thing on what you feel comfortable with. If you're deeper, you know, five foot or deeper, those flashers or those vexlars work really, really well. And that would be my first investment. Would be some type of flasher. How much money? Uh, uh, your basic model is 300, but if you get into something where you can fine tune it and see your jig, I'm, I'm saying somewhere around $400 is what they're running. Yeah. yeah. And then of course the, the high end stuff, if you can hook that up, you can literally scan the whole bottom and watch it on a, a yep. 24 inch TV screen, uh, more suitable for mounting in a boat, I would think, or a, a big ice, uh, shed, but, um, you know, Men like to watch TV. If you could set this up right and they're inside their shelter and they've got the Vexlar or a camera and the water, you can really watch TV and see what's down below you. And I think that's what we're going to see. We're going to see guys here this week getting out on the ice, setting up camp, and not moving. Uh, nobody's going to want to move when it's negative, negative two or a high of six. Uh, that doesn't really allow for hole hopping, as we call it, drill a bunch of holes and fish them. Um, you're going to basically hunker down this week and and have a good time and test all your stuff out, and we're going to be happy to see some people. Okay. Well, post-blizzard, Sunday, you think, um, you can start seeing action, and Murray's will be open for you. And uh, please be careful on this early ice, all ice for that matter, um, and also where you park at Bussy. Uh, they will uh, ticket you if you park in the wrong spot out there, and the parking fills up pretty fast. And because of those springs, I live out there, you don't want to come in from the wrong side 
you don't want to get on a, on that railroad side uh, is what I understand, Bob. Yeah, not not right now yet. Um, until we get about eight to ten inches, then you'll see some guys trekking out in that middle section. And the correct parking, uh, Ken, is on Island Road. You want to park on the south side of the road. And if you're coming up for the first time, um, you'll see where all the vehicles are parked. Some guys are out there before sun up. So that would be the best way, and then access it from there and uh, just respect uh, private property and all that stuff. How about other areas that you know within, say, 20 miles that are pretty good early ice fishing? We'll talk about that too, Ken. Prairie du Chien has some good areas. Lansing, um, Shore Slough was a pretty good area for first ice. They did get on. Not that it was safe, but some guys did sneak out there. Um, and then one other area that we really like to fish is Snymagill access. We were waiting for Johnson Slough that has a, quite a bit of current to freeze up, and uh, I'll keep people posted on that. That's usually a week after uh, we're fishing busies. So that'll probably be this week, too. That'll gel up and freeze. When I have a nightmare about ice, it is thinking of falling in and being sucked under by the current because there's really no hope. So be really, really careful when you're in an area that's got a current under you. Yeah, and that's anywhere on the river, Ken, uh, but there's some areas that are definitely more current in those cuts to get to the backwater. So we're not really fishing Johnson's Blue, but you got to cross it to get to uh, a couple areas, Methodist and Norwegian, Sandbar, um, just local names of these uh, backwater lakes that we call them, and those areas are are where a lot of the fish winter, and that's where we're trying to get to. But we do have to access it and get across it from some iffy areas and, and one, until they're frozen up and you see a bunch of guys out there. It's, it's really not worth the the risk and reward, I guess. Bob Urban from Murray Outdoors on the south end of Guttenberg under the big walleye. Always a great place to go at any season. Uh, they have depression and anxiety uh, drugs that they'll give you, uh, sell you. And uh, no, along Ken, with that. Ken, Ken. <laughs> we'll just talk you, we'll talk you through it. Everybody's in this together. I'm talking the whole state, the whole Midwest. So we will have a discussion. You can come in, we'll talk and we'll help you through your depressional issues for not ice fishing. Uh, the right, pill so thing, that's on you. That's totally on you. Counseling. You're just counseling. Yes. Some of the guy outside standing there with a the big coat on, he's the one with the pills. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. And he's got what you need. Uh, always good to help people out in all areas. Bob, be safe. I know you work very hard, many, many hours. Thank you for that. Thank you for keeping the store open. And your promotion to Guttenberg is a great little town on the Mississippi River. We'll talk to you next week. Yep, thanks, Ken. Stay warm down there.